We are learning Daf Kuf Dalit. So if Umar teaches, and we're starting a little bit down from the top, we're learning about all the different halachos here of uh, Havdalah. So we know that you're supposed to say languages that reflect on separation of the Havdil, but the question is exactly how many different phrases um, are necessary during Havdalah. So Gufa, we said before, Amar Belazar, Amar Boshia, Hapoche said a person who's looking to do uh, just a few, she shouldn't have less than three. There should be at least at least three uh, phrases of Havdalah. Someone who's looking to do more should, um, should not do more than seven. So it sounds like there's a significance here between the number three and the number seven <coughs> amount of phrases of Havdalah in the bracha. So the Gemara asks that it seems to be in a bride saw that it says not like that. And again, the phrases are like those types of phrases. So the Gemara asks, it says it seems to be different numbers than what we just said. It says, Omer Havdalah Matzah Shabbos. You're supposed to say Havdalah at the end of a Shabbos, or when Yantif ends. Or when Kippur ends. Or even if it's still going to be a holy day, but it's a downgrading Kedusha, you're going from Shabbos to Yantif. Yantif has less Kedusha than Shabbos. So also then there's Havdalah, like we spoke about, there's the Aknaz. Or if it's the end of a yantif, it's going into cholamoid. <coughs> so again, there, it might not be like you're losing everything. It might still be cholamoid, but there's still more kedusha in yantif than cholamoid. So in all of those cases that we mentioned where there's going to be less kedusha, so then you make havdalah. You notice the separation in the holiness. But let's say Yantif is ending, let's say Yantif was a Friday, and when Yantif is concluding, we're going directly into Shabbos, so then there's not Havdalah. And the idea is, is that you're not going to be Mavdal when something is getting higher. The concept of Havdalah is the recognition of a lessening of Kedusha. But when the Kedusha is going higher, then there's not going to be Havdalah. So if Yantif is Sunday, so you have Nakahaz, you have a Kiddush, but if Yantif is Friday, and you're going into Shabbos, then there's no Havdalah. Okay, that's the basic rule of the bride. So again, that Havdalah is made whenever the Kedusha is going down. Says the bride of Vaitir, Haragulom or Harbe, someone who's, you know, he knows a lot, he, he knows a lot of Psokim, so he should say a lot of, a lot of different phrases of Havdalah. He should say all the phrases of Havdalah that he's aware of. Shein Haragulom or Achas, but someone who's not a Ragal, he doesn't know so many Psokim so well, so he should just say one Lashon of Havdalah. So this is a Kashra and Ravoshi. Ravoshi said that the minimum number for Havdalahs, you should have at least three phrases of Havdalah. And here we see that uh, if somebody doesn't know much, then they just say one phrase of Abdullah, and that suffices. So what's going on? Um, how can Maravoshia tell us at least three, and the Brayso says, just say one phrase? So the Gemara answers Tanahi, that the truth is you're right, it's a contradiction, and it's actually Machalokas Tanam. And where do we see this? told us, that the son of Kedoshim, Kedoshim are like very holy people. There's a certain Tana that we're going to refer to as Kedoshim. So his son, he says that even just one Lashon of Havdalah is enough. But the, the, the custom, meaning even though that's the technical halacha, but the concept of doing three is just by Minog. So really, it was, um, it was uh, it really should just be one. That's the essential halacha. But the Minog developed into three, and that's what was Roshio was talking about before when he said that that there should always be a minimum of three, it really wasn't the essential halacha, it just we're saying that there was like a, a minog of three. So why was Rabbi quoting his halacha? It must be that there was some other tana or something that we're not sure, but there must be some other tana who said that there should be at least three. So we, we've shown that there's valid tanag support for both views. It should be at least 
Three must be there's such a thing, if that's what the minute of the people was. But at the same time, the Benon Shal Kadoshim is definitely a valid source that even just one phrase technically uh, could suffice to be Yotzeh. So now the Gemara wants to know who is this Tana? Man you Benon Shal Kadoshim. Who is this son of Kadoshim that we're talking about? Again, this opinion that even just one Lashon of, of Abdullah suffices. So the Gemara says, Why do they call him the son of holy people? Because he was so holy that he would try not to look at the tzura. There was always like a picture, an image of something that was uh, minted onto the coin. And he wouldn't look at that tzura. He wouldn't look at the picture of that person even on the coin. So what in the world, what, why is this holiness? What does it have to do with anything? So it's kind of all going back to the times when we had idols. And there's an idea that a person shouldn't even um, be looking at the tour of idols. And this is based, based off a pasuk of precious, of separating oneself from looking at uh, idols. Now, again, this is only relating to idols. And obviously, the image that's printed on a coin, it's minted on there, is not necessarily anything to do with idolatry. But it's, it's like an extra, it's an extra stringency that, forget about looking at the image of an idol, I'm not going to look at images at, at all. So this is Benan Shokadoshim. His practice, his Anhaga, was that he wouldn't even look at the image on a coin. So he was very holy. And again, it was his opinion that the Gemara is referencing here that Havdalah can even just have one Lashon of Havdalah, and that's it. You don't even need three. The other opinion that we said Bishim Raboshia was that the minimum number of Havdalah should be at least three. So now the Gemara continues here with this discussion. Shalach Rabbi Shmuel Bar Eidi. Shmuel Bar Eidi sent, um, he sent, he sent to him. It's unclear who exactly he's talking. Who did he send to? But anyways, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Eidi is saying, Chananya Achi Omar Achatz. Chananya, my brother, says only one lashon of Avdal. However, the Gemara ends off. Halacha is not like him. It seems that the Gemara favors the opinion of Rabbi that there should be at least three lishonos. Okay, wonderful. Now, we've been just been leaving it vague, you know, Lashonas of Abdullah, languages of separation. Now the Gemara wants to know particularly what are the Nuschal. So, you know, we're quite familiar. We know what we say, right? We have Malvin Koshal and Arla Choshak, and Surah Amim, Yom Hashilish as we discussed already yesterday, and we'll see it again today, we're really doing three, even though we have four, but the last one that we're doing is just to be me'in ha'chasimah. Me'in ha'chasimah is the concept that at the very, uh, the very end of the, 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 main par- the, main, the main body of the bracha, we want to we we say something which is going to mirror the way the end of the bracha will say. So since we're going to say bracha ta'ashamah, we want to just say a phrase which is like, like that. So that's the last thing uh, that we're going to say. So really we're doing like Ravoshia, we're really doing three, just the last one is to mirror what we're going to ha- uh, conclude in the in the bracha. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to have That's three. And then the last concluding phrase that we say is just to set up that we're going to say That's the basic idea of what uh, of what we're doing. Now, the Gemara is going to tell us, though, where we get like those specific phrases from, those, those languages that we said. So, Amar Bishuab and Levi. You can't just talk about any separations that exist, you know, whatever arbitrary phrases you think of. person should be mentioning the separations that are mentioned in the Nusach of the Torah itself. Meaning, it should be that there, 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 there are things that are Lashonos in the Torah. So, for example, the Gemara says, what, uh, now, well, before we get to the examples, actually, it's going to end up in a question. So it's, it's just worth it to read the question. There are certain Lashonas that are in the Torah and certain Lashonas that are kind of arbitrary. So the Gemara says, what are the things that you say? Here the Bryce says, what are types of things that are mentioned in the Torah? Omar, 
So so far that's you know that's our four. But now the price has other ones. Being the Torah tells us Hashem was mavdil between the kosher animals and the non-kosher animals. Now this is the difficult one because it says that there was a havdalah separation between the sea and dry land. Now that's actually not a lusher that ever appears in the Torah. Now conceptually it's true, right? God did divide. God did do that on day three, but that's not a lush one. It never says in the Torah, Hashem was mavdil between the sea and the dry land. Hashem divided between the upper waters and lower waters, that is in the Torah, between Kohan and Yisraelim, between Kohan and Yisraelim. So here in the Brisa, we end up with another three. And um, I'm sorry, I should say another four. Okay, wonderful. This is what the Brisa uh, says. Now we're going to see that of all of these, virtually all of them are in the Torah, except the Gemara is going to get, get, be a little bit picky and see that some of them are not. And we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Because the ones that are in the Torah, if you want to just like go through them, we have been Kodesh Lechol is, uh, is mentioned in, 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 in Parsha, Parsha Shmini. The idea of uh, separation, Hashem says, you know, you're allowed to go into, holy, when you're talking about someone who's drunk, he's not allowed to go into the Hazar. The Hashem says we have to be mahal to be kodesh l'chol. That's right, right there in the, in the beginning in Parshas Parashat. It says Hashem was mahal between light and dark. Ben Yisrael Amim says in Parshas Kadosh, Hashem was mahal us. Hashem took us, the Jews, as a special nation. So that one is actually, that language is actually not befeirish in the Torah. Uh, that Hashem was mavdil between Yom Hashir, the Shesh, and Shemayim Asa. And the Gemara is going to pick up on that. Ben Tamil Atar, that's there in the Pesukim, uh, in, in Parsha Shmini, that some kosher animals and some not. Ben Yom Al-Kharava, again, is not there. Between the upper waters and lower waters is Beferish. It says Hashem was mavdil on the second day of creation. In Quran of the Yisraelim, there the Gemara is going to bring, uh, the Gemara is going to bring Pesukim for us. Okay, so at any rate, this is the long, the, the different options of Avdallah, which the Brisa mentions that a person can say. Then, what's the chasim of a chosim besed the bereshis? How does the bracha end? Baruch atah Hashem. So we know we say amavim in kodesh achol, but the brisa doesn't say that. The brisa says you finish besed the bereshis. Blessed is Hashem who who was mesader. He put together. He organized all of creation. What does this have to do with Havdalah? Because if you think about it, it was kind of like the the, the ending the ending of the besed the bereshis right on Matzei Shabbos. It was right. You have the seven days of creation, and now the end of that, or Shabbos is part of that. So the very end of the seven seven days of creation is Matzei Shabbos. So this is now the world is keeping on going. When is the world keeping on going? The first like second cycle of a week is a Matzei Shabbos. So it's Hashem is Masader the Bereshis. We we bless Hashem for 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 uh, organizing all of creation on Matzei Shabbos. That's that's a fitting chasima to the bracha. Other people say, Hashem makes creation. Not Misad, or not the, he orders it, organizes the other, but he forms it. A third opinion, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudah Omer, Hashem was Mekadish Yisrael. So Hashem made the Jewish people holy. What does that have to do with the Jewish people? Avdallah. There's different ideas here in the Rishonim. But uh, it seems that Hashem, Hashem made all of the creation. That was the seven days of creation. Now, of all of that, the whole point not, I shouldn't say necessarily the whole point, but of all of that, the thing that shined forth the most was the Kedusha that he was giving to the Jewish people. So when we see the whole Bria together, it, 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 also, it also highlights the theme of the Kedusha of the Jewish people because the whole world here is, 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 is here for the Jewish people in a certain regard. Um, and therefore, when we see all the totality of creation, it, it warrants us to say, Mikadish Yisrael. That's the last opinion. Very interesting. So all different, various different types of Chasimos that a person should say. Okay, great. Now, first we look at the Brisa. Now we're going to get to our question. Because remember, what's our question? We started out with the statement 
that the nuschos of Havdalah that a person should say are nuschos which appear in the Torah. A person shouldn't be saying arbitrary languages of separation. They should only be saying languages of separation which appear in the nuschach and the text of the Torah itself. So it says the Gemara Misa, if it's true that we're only supposed to say separations mentioned in the Torah, so we have a kasha. That lashon bena yom is not something which appears in the language of the Torah. Now, again, conceptually, it's a true idea that there's a separation between sea and dry land, but it's not a nusach which appears in the Torah. So why would the Brisa be including that? So the Gemara says, you're right. The Gemara does a very interesting thing. We, we, we knock out a language from the Brisa. We say it's a mistaken text. It should not have been there in the Brisa. It's not actually an option to say it was a mistake that it was ever in the Brisa. And again, the reason it's a mistake is because we only say nuschos which appear in the Torah. Okay, says the Gemara, if that's true, so there's another phrase that's also off, because the only reason we're putting it in there is to be me'ina chasima. It's only supposed to be me'ina chasima. Now, the Gemara's point, it, 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 the Gemara doesn't say it this way, but there's another way, it's also not in Nusach in the Torah. It's not something, an expression, it never says in the Torah, Hashem separated And the only reason it's really there is to be me'ina chasima. Me'ina chasima, again, is that you want to remember the way the Baruch Hashem is going to conclude. So and you're not, you don't really have that one either as one of the numbers. So the Gemara says, So you fall, we have one, we're missing one, we're missing one. There's not seven, there's only six. In other words, a, what the brides are trying to do is tell us all the different uh, seven, the maximum number of Havdalots. And we know before that there's seven. But if you go through it, you're only going to get six now. Why? Because you have Kodesh Lachol, Or Lachoshech, Yisrael Amim, Tamein Tar, and then the last one is Koran Levi and Yisraelim. So we're only really going to have seven. So before, we thought we actually kind of had eight because we had, um, we had, we had as well, we had as well the Yom Lacharava, and we also had Bin Yom Hashim We could say that the last one is not an eighth, it's just to set up Meir HaChasim. But now that we're saying we have to take out Bin Yom Lacharava, and the Yomashu Lishishimimimasa is also not a Nusuf Matar, and it's just setting up Meina Chasima. So it turns out there's only six. So we're one short of what the maximum is. We've, we've been saying the whole time that there's a maximum of seven, and apparently that's what the price is trying to do. But the truth is, you only end up with six. Now, just to bring out an interesting point here, the town of this b'risa, none of the, no one was saying that you finished off Baruch HaTashem HaMadil Ben Kodesh L'chol. They were saying different things, Baruch HaTashem Yotzei Abereishis, and Sodei or we said Mekadosh Yisrael, there were other Nuschols for the Chasimah. And yet the Gemara was still saying an interesting idea that Yom HaShil Shishimei Masa is there to be Me'ina Chasimah, to set up, to mirror what we're going to say in the Chasimah. So the Rashbam struggles with that a little bit, how it's exactly similar to the conclusion. Um, it's not such a clear point, but you have to say the same thing, you know, that, that that's, that's what's nicker in the Bria. That's what's nicker in the Bria is the Kedusha the Yisrael or the, the idea of the whole Bria. And that's the difference between Yom HaShu Nishesh and Me'amasa. So it's also Me'ina Chasima, but again, that's not the easiest idea. Okay, but at any rate, we have a question now. If we say, how do we get down this whole, this whole, into this whole mess? We're saying that the Nusklos you have to say in Avdallah have to be Nusklos which appear in the Torah. That makes us remove Ben Yom Lacharav and Yom Hashulashishimayamas are not part of the count. So it only owns up with six, not seven, and we're supposed to be having a maximum of seven phrases of Avdallah. So the Gemara says, you're right. Amri, Kohan, Levim, Yisrael, Trey, Milin, You've been assuming till now that we said Kohan, Levim, Yisraelim, 
or is one Nusach, but the reality is that they're two separate things. There's a separation being Levim v'Yisraelim, so that's one, that the Sheva Levi is higher than the kol, all of the collective Klal So that's the Pasuk in Parshas Ekev, right, from, from the Chet Egel. it says, Be'esahi, at that time after Chet Egel, Hashem was Mavdol Shevet Levi, Hashem separated the whole Shevet of Levi to be higher above Klal Yisrael. And then within Shevet Levi, there's another separation, Bein HaKohanim HaLevim, Hashem separated the Kohanim as being distinct. So this is a Pasuk in Tiveri HaYamim. So it says that Aaron was separated to be the Kohen. So that's another, another type of separation. So that's, there's actually two here. There's one, there's one between Levim and Yisraelim and one between Kohanim and Levim. So that's how we get a total of seven. Again, even though we are only concluding we are only using nuschos of separation, which can uh, which can appear in the Torah. Okay, great. So the bride said before, fine. So we're done. Mar takes a conclusion that a person should only be saying nuschos that I mentioned in the Torah. In the Torah, how many are you supposed to say? So we have a machlokas tanam. If it can only be one, when we really go that it should be at least three. The maximum is seven. The nuschos should be in the Torah. And again, we know that there's another idea that there should there should be something in there that's me'ena chasima that mirrors the way the bracha is going to end. And that's what we do. Our nusla, our practice is to have three and and uh, to be me'ena chasima. So now the Gemara wants to know how we are chosim. In the bracha before, we had all these interesting possibilities. Yotzer bereishis, finishing the bereishis, mekadosh yisrael was the way the bracha ended. And now the Gemara says. How do you conclude the, the Abdallah? Which is an interesting question because we had all these opinions before. So the Gemara says, Rav says, Makadish Israel, right? That's what Rav says. That's what Rav Yudah said in the Brisa. And that's the way Rav Paskin, you say, and finish Rav Abdallah, Makadish Israel. And again, the idea is that all of the creation we see, the greatest point of all of it was Kedushas Yisrael. But Shmuel says, the one that we're familiar with, the one that was not mentioned in the Brisa, Shmuel says, you say, So this is a very strange thing because nothing in the Brisa mentioned this. And Shmuel is saying that's the halach and that's what we do. So how, does that, how is that? So, you know, you might be tempted to say maybe Shmuel is at the Katana, he could disagree, but we don't find that. So we have to have some halachic precedent for Shmuel's Chasima. So Shmuel, so as Bram says, that the Mishnah of Hulin discusses that when, um, and we know we do this by Yaknaz, the Chasima of Yaknaz is Hamazam in Kodesh la Kodesh. And that's an Etana in Mishnah of Hulin. So evidently, if when you're going from Shabbos to Yantif, you say Hamazam in Kodesh la Kodesh, it makes sense that when you're going from, from Shabbos to, to Chol, then probably the Nusach is Hamazam in Kodesh la Chol. So that's how Shmuel understood that there must be a different Tana out there. Who feels that that there's a different nusach, not Makadish Yisrael, but rather Hamavdil Bein Kodesh Lachol? And the Gemara says, that Abai and some say was Yosef, they, they were lied, like they got very upset, they were critical of Rav's opinion that you say Makadish Yisrael. Then there's a Brisa here which says you say both. There's a Brisa between Yisrael and Yisrael. Anyone is concluding Avdala. And he says both Mikadish Yisrael and Amavdim Mikodesh Lachol. He put both phrases in. He gets tremendously rewarded. Hakadosh Baruch Hu lengthens his days and his years. There's a special bracha. However, the Gemara says the top of the Allah is not like him. Actually, it's not good to say both. And the reason why the Rishbam tells us is that we have a principle in Chasimos Habracha. Conclusion, conclusions of bracha should be very simple, very short. One point. There shouldn't be two separate ideas in a Chasimah of a bracha. So it shouldn't be Mikadish Yisrael. And Mamavi Mikodesh So it's either or. And within the discussion of either or, we actually favor Shmuel's opinion. Shmuel's opinion is that we say Hamavdo Ben Kodesh as opposed to saying Mikadesh Yisrael. And that's, of course, as we know the halacha, that we say Hamavdo Ben Kodesh
Okay, says the Gemara story here. Ula Iklu Pompadisa. Ula once went to Pompadisa for Shabbos. Amalei Rav Yudah, the Rav Yudah, the Rav Yudah, Rav Yudah was the, um, actually the, uh, the, the Rosh Hashiva in Pompadisa. Um, so he said to Rav Yitzchak, Zil Amtile Kalkalapiri, go bring him like a fruit basket. So go bring the guest a fruit basket. And, and let's see how he makes Abdallah. Ula was from Eretz Yisrael. So Rav Yehuda, uh, Rav Yehuda, who sees that, these, that Ula is coming to his hometown, he wants to learn from him, but he doesn't himself go. He told his son, Rav Yitzchak, to go bring him a fruit basket and stay with him and notice how, how he says Abdallah. Okay. Um, so Lo Azar Rav Yitzchak didn't go himself, but he sent his friend Abaye instead. So Abaye was learning in the Yeshiva Pumbadisa. So he said, um, so Rav Yitzchak sent Abai. Instead of doing it himself, he sent his friend. He also Abai. When Abai went, Amalei Rav Yitzchak said to him, Hechi Amar. So he comes back and said, what happened? How did Ula say Abdallah? Amalei Abai said, he said, Baruch HaMavdu min Kodesh Lechol, Amar, Vetulo. All he said was, Baruch HaMavdu min Kodesh Lechol, and he didn't say anything else. Now it's very unclear what exactly, uh, what exactly the Gemara means here. What does it mean that he only said, Baruch HaMavdu min Kodesh Lechol, and he didn't say anything else. So the Rashbam seems to say that that's it. You know, like he, um, he literally, that's all he said. He said, Baruch Hashem, That was an entire, entire thing. There was nothing else that was accompanying it. However, we're going to see that, um, that, 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 that of course, I shouldn't say of course, but Tosus disagrees. It's not that all he said was Baruch Hashem Avdum Mikodesh Lachol. It just means that he he said Baruch Hashem Avdum Mikodesh Lachol. But Rosh Hashem Yisrael Amin Yomashri L'Sheshes Me'Amasa. That's what he said. The point was that he didn't have a chasima. Again, we know when we have Avdallah, we have an opening Baruch Hashem Kid Machalam Avdum Mikodesh Lachol, and then we have that whole body paragraph where we say the few Lashonos of Avdallah, and then we have a chasima. We have a conclusion Baruch Hashem Avdum Mikodesh Lachol, but. According to Tosos, that's what was missing. All Ula did was he had a bracha, he only said one bracha to Hashem to preface, and then all the Shonas of Avdallah, but he didn't have a chasima. But it appears like from the Rashbam that he didn't even say a bunch of the Shonas of Avdallah. From the Rashbam, it seems like all he said was, Baracha to Hashem, Amadame Kodesh Lachal. So either way, he definitely didn't do Avdallah the way that we were accustomed to, as having uh, uh, the whole paragraph and a conclusion of Baracha to Hashem. So Azal Kamidah, Vuhu Yavisla came before his father. Amalei, his father said to him, Hechi, Amar, how did Ula say Abdallah? Amalei, Rav Yitzchak told him the truth. He said, I didn't, I don't know. I know though, Azli. It's not that I went. I know, Shadunil Abai. I sent my friend Abai for Amarli, and Abai told me, Amal Domin Kodesh He said that all he said was Amal Domin Kodesh So Rav Yudah was upset that Rav Yitzchak didn't go himself. So Amalei, Rav Yudah said to him, Rav Yudah Demar, your haughtiness, your seducer Demar, and your like, your leadership that you sent your friend, you told your friend, you instructed your friend, it causes you a loss because now this, this piece of Torah is never going to be say, said over in your name. When we're, we're going to re- report in the base Medrash how Ula said Abdullah, it's always going to be said over Bashem the way that Abaye saw it. And your name is never going to be associated with it. And there's always a big idea with a name being associated with a piece of Torah because the Gemara of almost tells us that whenever a piece of Torah is said over in the name of a person, even once they passed away, their lips murmur in the grave. So there's a big idea about a piece of Torah being associated with one's name. And here it's never going to be associated with Rav Yitzchak because he himself didn't do it. It's always going to be B'Shem Abai. So Rav Yehuda was critical of Abai for not, for not going, it's always going to be critical, he was critical of Rav Yitzchak for not going himself. So at any rate, what did Ula do? Ula did not have a chasima in the bracha. He didnn't finish off his Abdullah with Baruch to Hashem. So the Gemara says, is that true? It says in the bracha, and this is a great, um, 
rule in brachos. Kol brachos kulat all brachos. Boseach b'barach. There should be a, a preface of baracha to Hashem to start off the bracha. V'chosim b'baracha, and there should also be a chasima. So what does that mean? What's an example? Let's think this through. Like Berachos Hamazon, for example. That's what we do. Start off baracha to Hashem. So you start off with a baracha to Hashem, and you have a long bracha that talks about that we thank Hashem for the food, and then we finish off the bracha. Baracha to Hashem has on us a goal. So the bracha has a has a, as an opening. It has a chasima. Baracha to Hashem at the beginning and the end, and it has a body. Same thing with the with the bracha of um, Kiddush. The same thing with the first bracha of Shmona Esrei. The a long bracha, bracha that that, that has a, a many different ideas in it. You're going to start off with bracha Hashem, finish off with bracha Hashem, and have the body of the paragraph itself. That's the general rule. Chutz, what is the exceptions? If I have a bracha that I'm making on a mitzvah, so for example, I'm going to say, right? So I'm not going to say, there's not going to be a chasima. You just have a bracha to Hashem in the beginning, and then that's it. Or a bracha that you're making a bracha on foods. So if you're going to, you're going to say, bracha you're just going to say, there's no chasima. Those, those are exceptions. And what's the idea that they're an exception? So we'll see more about this as we go along, but the idea is that they're very simple, they're very short. There's one point that the bracha is making, so you don't need a chasima. When do you need a chasima? You need a chasima when like, you're having different ideas, like think about the bracha of Benjamin, or the first bracha of Shmona Asrei. So you have many different points that are being made in the body of the paragraph itself. So therefore, you need another bracha to Hashem at the end. But when it's a very short, point to the bracha. The bracha is making one simple point that Hashem commanded us to put on tefillin. Hashem commanded us to wear tzitzis. So you don't need a chasima at the end. And the same thing with bracha sanen. You're just thinking Hashem to one simple point. Whatever bracha sanen specifically you're saying. So you don't need another bracha to Hashem. So you just start off with bracha to Hashem and there's no chasima. That's the exceptions. And then there's another exception. Says the bracha that follows another bracha. Meaning if there's a series of brachas. So for example, go back to Benjamin. The first bracha starts with Baruch HaTashem and concludes with Baruch HaTashem. But the next bracha doesn't have a preface. It just says, no delicha. So it finishes off with Baruch HaTashem, but it doesn't, uh, doesn't start with Baruch HaTashem. So what's the pshat and bracha asmucha lechaverta? So the idea is, or think about it, all of Shemona Asher. After the first bracha, none of the rest of the brachas start off with Baruch HaTashem. They all finish off with Baruch HaTashem, but, but, but none of them start. So what's, what's going on with Baruch HaTashem? So the Rishonim explain that they don't need it because... You can piggyback on the last Baruch Hashem. That's the kind of the idea. Now, it's not, not that clear if it means you piggyback on the opening Baruch Hashem of, of the Baruch that, that preceded it, or the conclusion of the Baruch Hashem that would preceded it. But either way, the point is that since it's following another Baruch it doesn't need the preface of Baruch Hashem. So two very different ideas. Berachas HaNet and Berachas HaMitzvot don't need a concluding Baruch Hashem because they're a very short, simple point. Whereas Baruchas Mukhla doesn't need the prefacing Baruch HaTashem because it piggybacks on the one that came before it. Baruch HaKorna should be Kriya Shema, the MSV Atsiv that finishes in Shema, and the Chiddush here is that that's not considered, that's also considered Baruch HaSmucha so you just start Vemuna because also MSV Atsiv, right? And you just say Baruch HaTashem Gal Yisrael at the end, but you don't have it in the beginning. It's considered Baruch HaSmucha I there was Shema before, yeah, but right before Shema was a Baruch So therefore, it is considered Baruch HaSmucha and the Shema is not considered a Hafsuk. That's the novelty that the Bryce is trying to say. So all of these examples, what were the examples of the exceptions? Birkas of Mitzvahs, Birkas of Peros, Birkas of and the last Baruch on Shema. Sheish Mehem, Boseh Pabarch. Some of them start with Baruch and Chosim Pabarch, but don't finish Baruch. Sheish Mehem, Shochesim Pabarch, and Chosim Pabarch. Some of them 
finish with Baruch and don't start with Baruch. And again, that's the, that's the difference. Baruch of Mitzvot and Baruch and start with Baruch, don't end with Baruch. And Baruch HaZmuch does not start with Baruch, but ends with Baruch. For the Baruch HaTov of the last Baruch on benching, there it starts with Baruch, because it's not Baruch HaZmuch even though it just followed three, because it's its own thing. The first three Baruchos are Daraisa, and that's why we say Amen after them, because it's the end, it's the conclusion of those. And then there's another add-on, Baruch HaMetorabonon, that we say afterwards for HaTov which was instituted later for the Haruge Beitar. So this, since that's really its own thing completely, it's not considered to be Baruch HaZmuch and therefore that's why the last Baruch of benching starts with Baruch HaTashem. But, but it doesn't finish with Baruch HaTashem. It's very interesting. Why not? It's a very long bracha. You would think there are many different themes. Again, what's the idea? Whenever there are many different themes in a bracha, so, so you need another bracha to Hashem at the end. So the Rashbam says that no, it's considered like a very, it's one, only one, one theme. And even though it has many words, but we're just saying we think, thank Hashem. There's not different themes. And it's very hard, you know, to apply these different brachas. But thematically, we say Baruch HaTov is one versus, uh, you know, the opening bracha of, of benching has many different ideas about Hashem providing sustenance and being good to us. And there's different ideas that are mentioned and there you do need a bracha at the end. Okay, that's the b'risa. So now the top of the Amid Aleph finally says the Gemara, kasha ula. This is a kasha and ula. Because ula, what, 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 so now this is where Tosos' proof, it comes very clear. What did ula do? It's not that clear. It says, it, it, it says he didn't say, you know, he just said Baracham Altam Kodesh So what is that? So Tosos learns Pshat that you see in the Gemara, that means that the, the problem was he wasn't Chosen. What he did was he started and he said the whole body. He said all the Shonos of Abdullah. He said all that. But what did Ula not do? He didn't say Baracham at the end. He was not Chosen Babarach. And that's what they report back. That was the testimony. And the Gemara is trying to figure out why. Why not? Don't, isn't there a general rule that any lengthy bracha has to have another chasim of barach at the end? So how could Ula not do that? So the Mar defends Ula, Amalach Ula, Hanamiki Berkos HaMitzvah, Dami Abdullah is considered like Berkos HaMitzvah. Just like Berkos HaMitzvah doesn't need a chasim, so too this does not. Berkos HaMitzvah, my time, Shem Dodahi. It's just thinking. What does it mean it's just thinking? The point is that there's only one theme. You're not mentioning different things. It's all, it's all, it's all about, it's one simple theme. Uh, so Hanami Abdullah too, even though there are many words, but it's just one expression of thinking Akadish Baruchu. And uh, even though the, it, it, it has there are more more words in it, but it's all just thinking Hashem for separations, and therefore it's not it's diff- not different types, not different types of ideas in there. So you don't need a chasima. So you only need a chasima where other things get mixed in, and it's not that clear how to define this. There's a long tosis about this. How you define when it's something that's the same theme just with many words, and when it's considered different themes. Because again, like we go through some of these examples, it gets a little difficult. Like the first bracha of benching is definitely considered different themes. You need another bracha to Hashem. The first bracha of Shmon is considered different themes. But we're saying here that Havdalah, even though there's many Lushonos of Havdalah, but the theme is the same, that we're thinking Hashem for the concept of Havdalah, and therefore there was not, that does not need to be a bracha to Hashem at the end. Now the bottom line, Halacha though, the Gemara is saying is that we do not paskin like this, right? We do make a chasimah uh, at the end for for Havdalah, we do paskin that that, that, that that it requires both the Baruch HaDashem and the beginning and at the end. So to summarize pretty much the points that we've done today, uh, there's a couple of different issues. First of all, how many Nuschos of Havdalah does a person have to say? Is it one? Is it three? Is it seven? So there is an opinion it could be one. It's definitely suggested that it should be three as a minimum. That's what we come out. And as a maximum, it could be seven. There's also an idea that should be that there after the three, there should be something that's me'ina chasimah. Before you say Baruch Hashem, you should say something which makes me'ina chasimah. That's what we do. There's another point that the Lashona should be like the Nuschos, which are in the Torah. That's another point. And then... 
And then we have the discussion about whether or not you're supposed to be, you're supposed to, what the chasima is, what's the nusach, there are different options how you conclude Havdalah. And then finally, whether or not there really is a Bar Chata Hashem at the end of Havdalah.